ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I'm Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. What's new? Oh. We, we don't have anything to talk well, about? Actually, as we record this, it's 9 11. So yep. it's the, what, 19, 19 year anniversary of the 9 11 attacks. So when it happened, I was newly married and my wife called me. She would get up and go to work early. She called me and she's like, uh, wake up, they just uh, flew a plane into the uh, World Trade Center and they set off a bomb in it. And I'm like, no, that was a few years ago that they, and I'm thinking small plane crashed into mm-hmm. it kind of thing. And, and uh, I'm like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. And uh, I I went downstairs and turned the TV on and I was like, holy shit. Because the showed the first plane had crashed in and they were showing footage of it and everything. And I was staying home that day because our pest control guy was coming to, you know, do our fall treatment or whatever and uh, he and i are standing there watching this on tv and then the second plane hit and he, we just looked at each other we're like oh shit that was when we realized this was no accident yeah i was at work and i was at a job where i could actually listen to the radio so i was listening i think to the radio or no i can't remember i think we might have even had a small tv playing and it came on so we stopped everything we were doing and just kind of like stood around and didn't do any work the rest of the day. Just watched everything go down. Well, I remember it was like uh, all programming on TV was it was like four or five days yeah. that we didn't have any of it. It was just news constantly. I was listening to some memorial uh, stuff on the radio today. And, man, when you heard, like, the phone calls of people that were trapped in the building calling their loved ones Oof. or the people on the planes. And I was like, man, that was hard to listen to again. There was one I saw on a special it was showing the tower collapsing and the guy was on the phone when it happened and the mm-hmm. line cut out as it was dropping yeah. down Ugh, that's Pretty harsh rough. so um i did hear someone today on uh, the justice and drew show that we listen to the local radio station they were saying that uh if um uh, max reimer what uh what blog does he run i, I can't remember anyway he said uh he said you know Sometimes I feel like the country's so divided that that was the one that was the last time we were united about anything. And if it happened today, the left would still blame Trump. Mm-hmm. They would be like, yep, it's that way because of Trump. He did it. Yeah. Did you uh, you didn't happen to um, see the interview that Brett Barry had with uh, Joe Biden's? I did um, not. But you were spokesman, telling me, telling me all about it. We'll go into that right away. Huh? Um, his advisor, I guess. So Brett Bear from Fox News interviewed um this guy, what is it, um, TJ, TJ Ducklow? Have you heard of him? No. I will Google search He's him. from as... the Biden campaign. Um, so there's someone actually put together kind of a, some clips of this guy, like, ducking questions and accusing Brett Baer and Fox News of being, you know, the um, spokesperson for Trump and all that kind of stuff. So we'll play it out. American political aide and media strategist who currently serves as the national press secretary for former Vice President Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Yeah, so we're going to play this here. What specifically would the former Vice President have done? 
Well, let's get a few things straight. Uh, the vice president was not against the travel ban, first of all. Second of all, it, let's, let's remember an he important... Wasn't? Uh, Brett, let's remember an important distinction. Donald Trump was the president of the United States. It was on Donald I'm Trump... I'm asking you to if take, Joe Biden was, was the on president Donald, of the United States. It was on States. Donald if Trump to was. take action to actually protect the and American he, people. he closed the Joe, travel to China. Joe Biden wrote an op-ed in USA Today in January warning that the threat was coming. Joe Biden said in February that Donald Trump should get people on the ground in China. What did, what did Donald Trump do? Donald Trump was praising China. Donald Trump was praising President Xi's response, saying that they had it under control. When clearly he knew, as we now know from Bob Woodward, they did not have it under control. He should have been protecting the American people. He should have been putting real plans in place to actually confront this incredibly dangerous Understand. Let me just clarify. You're saying that Joe Biden was for closing down travel from China when the president did it? Uh, Joe Biden has been clear, and I can send you the fact checks if they're helpful, Brett. Joe Biden has been clear that he was not against that travel ban. But he was for it? Joe Biden has been clear about this, Brett. I, again, I can, send, I can send you the fact checks if they're helpful. This has been fact checked into oblivion. Okay, I'm just asking you the question. Uh, you're saying yes, he was for the China travel ban when the president implemented it, two, 48 hours after receiving that briefing. I, the important thing about the travel ban... Yes or no, yes or no, Brett, I know that you all like to cite the travel ban. I know the no, president. No, no, no. The president the does. Brand. That's why I'm bringing it up. On, it's, Brett, obviously, on, it's going to be in a debate. Brett, Brett, hold on. The important thing to know about the travel ban is that even after the president implemented that travel ban, tens or says that he implemented it, tens of thousands of people came in okay, and out of I'm the country. I'm going to take it that and you're not going to answer that, that question. You're going to send me some fact checks. What was okay. Donald Trump doing, Brett? Let's, he, was, he, was, he was ignoring the virus. Let's continue to fact check. praising China. Go ahead. Let's continue to fact check. Here's what Dr. Fauci said when asked if there was a discrepancy with what the president said privately and what the president said publicly. I may not be tuned in to the right thing that they're talking about, but I didn't really see any discrepancies between what he told us and what we told him and what he ultimately came out publicly and said. Dun, dun, dun. So is Dr. Fauci wrong? Brett, I, I know that it's you all are working overtime to try to find excuses for this president. Anyway. It sounds more like T.J. Cucklow to me. <laughs> there was more to this too, but uh, it went on a little bit longer than I expected. But there, you know, he basically said that uh, you know, Brett Bear almost had the uh, Tucker Carlson face that whole time. Yeah, it was like, are you, are you kidding me? You're trying yeah. to pull this with me? Yeah, the squinty eyed going, yeah, but- what? What? No, you're, you're trying. Okay, but uh, trying to do math to, with the dog, uh, huh? Yeah, the guy. <laughs> the, he just wouldn't. He just went that whole the whole interview. That's basically this whole route, trying to talk over him, trying to you know move the goalposts, and then just not answering. And it's it's so it's got to be really frustrating for the for someone like Brett Bear, who's actually a really good um, you know newsman interviewer. Yeah, Brett Bear and Chris Wallace are pretty. I don't like Wallace. He's, uh, he's stuck on himself. He's, not, he's too. He's too arrogant. May not like him that much, but he's he's pretty good at asking tough questions. Yeah, and some, but a lot of times you can see his bias coming through. Whereas with Brett Bear, it's it's harder to see that. It's, he what, seems a lot. What love. bias does Wallace have? Well, Wallace has his own view. He, he's not a big Trump fan, so you can see a lot of times that he's got this like chip. He's got he's got a very minor case. I think of, I would say most of the country is not a big Trump of, fan. Of, yeah, but I think I think Wallace does. I've heard him do things or say things in in uh, asking questions where it was just like, "Oh, come on, dude, take it down a fucking bit." It was well, overboard. I don't expect him to be gung ho for any presidential no, candidate. I don't want him to be gung ho, but I, I don't want he, him to be so obviously uh, anti. Yeah, but he. I think he asks tough questions. So. Uh, he's just he's he doesn't come across as unbiased, and I know you can't be, but at least try. 
and I think uh, his his um, his ego is too big. He thinks he's he thinks he's hot shit. Well, he's got his own show on TV. I yeah. would think just about anybody gets yeah. a big ego doing that. Um, I'm not like some big Chris Wallace defender. I'm just saying I yeah. think he's a good journalist. I, I I liked him at one point before because he would come on to uh, different radio shows I'd listen to, and he like Mike Gallagher show. He come he go on the Mike Gallagher show in the morning a lot, and they'd have a back and forth. And Chris Wallace would be he'd like play kind of a little bit of a role where they'd have this snippy back and forth, and it would get contentious, but it was more like for fun. Uh, and I thought, oh, that was pretty cool. But then the more I heard him give, like, do actual interviews and and um, talk to other people, it was more like, no, he's just kind of an asshole. <laughs> Look, just because he stopped returning your calls. Yeah, yeah. Right? Talk about being biased. <laughs> but uh, so this, this guy is trying to talk up uh, Biden without talking to Biden because there's nothing to talk to Biden about. And that well, meanwhile, uh, Trump gets uh, – Nominated for another Nobel Peace Prize because of uh, his work with, uh, what is it, Serbia and Kosovo? Yeah. Uh, he is uh, brokering peace deals between Serbia and Kosovo, and then he previously brokered or helped broker a deal between Israel and the UA, United Arab Emirates. Which other countries keep signing, signing on to. Even though Iran said they're traitors for doing that with yeah. Israel. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's just, Trump doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just a big oaf. And he's just a clown, and, uh, you know, he never keeps his promises, according to the left, at least. Well, I was going to say, so now we agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get your goat today. I know. I can see that. <laughs> um, no, I think it's uh, I think it's stupid. That's It's terrible that they just keep trying to make him look so bad when yeah. he's getting this stuff done. I mean, he doesn't want to – he's trying to pull – he's going to pull, what, 2,000 troops out of Iraq now? Yeah. Just to bring him home. Yeah. But the, um, the Democrats have all of a sudden turned into war hawks. Now they, uh, they want to make sure we and have anti vaxxers. Yeah. 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 We want we want uh, troops everywhere and we want uh well, I, I don't know. They're they're schizophrenic when it comes to the vaccine stuff. But as as long as it's as long as it's something Trump says is good, they hate it. Well, the worst one the worst example I've heard so far of any of that stuff is when we had the two hurricanes at once was people saying, Well, this is because Trump pulled us out of the climate accord. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got us out of a treaty that was bad. You can say it was good. I don't care. That caused the uh, But the idea that the you would weather. think that he got out of that caused two hurricanes to appear at yes. once. And that's the party of science. Yeah. I'm not a, a, a pro-COVID uh, vaccine guy. I'm not going to be taking it. So I, I'm not either, but I, I, don't take a, I don't get a flu shot. Yeah, so. I don't either. But then you're an anti-vaxxer, according to some people. Um Really? I mean, it's gotten to the point where if you question anything about vaccines, you're all of a sudden tarred and feathered as a, as a nutty anti-vaxxer. Well, my thing with vaccines is the same as my thing with masks. People say, well, you know, you got to get the, vac the vaccine so you don't get the flu. I'm like, I'm not worried about getting the flu. I've had the flu before. I got sick. It sucked. I was over it. And they're like, well, you know, flu kills this many. Yeah, it didn't kill me. And here's the thing. And it's probably not going to. The people that are um, vulnerable get the vaccine. Right. Perfect. Get Works it. out great. And then I'll say, you know what? I probably don't need one, so I'll leave it for people who need to get it. And they're like, oh, you can get one anywhere you want. It's like, well, why do we keep having these places that say, no, we're out of it? You know? Yeah. Well, and then also the fact that they're fast-tracking this vaccine. And you, and you, if, if you look into the process, I mean, it, it is kind of freaky. I saw I'm Legend. I know what happens well, when they uh, roll a vaccine out there too soon. You see what the Gates Foundation does in Africa and India, and they they use them as guinea pigs for vaccines over there. And there's always 
there's always a certain percentage that have bad reactions. It's just going to happen. I heard it turned a lot of people brown. <laughs> that may be true, but I, that's not one of the things I read. No, But back to my thing with vaccines and masks, I get people who say, you need to wear a mask to protect other people. And I say, then other people need to protect themselves. And if you think masks work and you're wearing one, then we're good. If you think the flu shot works and you've got one, then we're good. And they're like, no, 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 it's the herd immunity. I'm like, no, 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 you took the vaccine. You said that protected you. And then they start saying, well, it's not 100% effective. Okay. Then fuck off. Yeah, exactly. And now it, I think the last I heard this last year's cycle of vaccines was 35%. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are problems with certain people that get these vaccines. Oh, don't get me started on that. There are problems with certain people. I thought we were going to talk about vaccines, though. And it's just like when you get, if you get a flu virus or any virus, um, sometimes people's immune system goes haywire trying to fight it, and they end up getting all these just different symptoms, like that really generally aren't related to the to the disease. Like their their immune system will attack their lungs, their immune system will attack their blood, their whatever, and they so they end up getting all screwed up. Same thing happens with some people. Not as many, but with some people, when they take the vaccines, a, a big problem with the vaccines over in India and Africa, the ones they've been testing, they've been causing paralysis in children. Now, it's not a huge number, but it's enough where India goes, yeah, we're done with you <laughs> and you're, and you're testing. It's been showing up way too much lately. Get that shit figured out. So it's okay to question that stuff and not be considered an anti-vaxxer because some vaccines are good and, and have shown to be stable and not cause you know more damage than good. But there, there, there's with anything with science and medicine, it's good. It's okay to question it. You're not a, you're not a fucking conspiracy theorist or nut job or QAnon guy. If if you if you think that uh, vaccines are bad, you don't think vaccines are produced to uh, to promote pedophilia, like the like the QAnon people. So, what if the vaccine gave you a superpower and a super like vulnerability? So like you only get only choose. We've talked about this before. You can only choose one superpower. Or you just get a random one. Just you know, like one superpower. So like you were, uh, was it Bruce Willis in the M Night Shyamalan movies? He's like super strong and invulnerable, but uh, can drown. Yeah, but he can drown. Like water just takes him out. Yeah. Well, Superman, Kryptonite. Yeah, something like that. But Superman can do a ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, Batman too. Batman's thing is he's just super smart and rich. Well, yeah, it helps. <laughs> My son asked me the other day, he goes, name the one Avenger who doesn't have a superpower. I'm like, uh, I'm going through and I'm like, I don't know who he goes, Tony Stark. And I thought, ooh. It's true. But then I thought, God, he's so damn smart. It could probably almost be a superpower. Natasha, Black Widow. She just went through a training program. That's true. So, boom. Yeah. Two of them. Hawkeye. Um, I suppose he does have one, super focus or whatever. Yeah, supposedly in the comics, he's not just a regular guy. Yeah. He's got some sort of ability that makes him a super archer. All right. All right. Um, so we talked about the Trump getting the two Nobel Peace Prize yeah. things, uh, nominations. First of all, there's no way in hell they're going to give it to him. Just no way. Which is ridiculous because Obama got one for doing nothing. For just getting elected president. Right. Well, his work as a community organizer. Oh, yeah. That was, that was helpful for, and for his world peace. Two years as a senator or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he got a Nobel Peace Prize. President drone strike. Yeah. And Trump has done way more than that. He's trying to end wars. He's pulling troops out of places. He's getting uh, 
you know, hundred year long conflicts, uh, you know, try trying to work those out, peace in the Middle East, that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to get a sniff of that. But if he does, you know what he should do? If he does win it, I can't remember how much the money is, but you get uh, the Nobel Foundation gives you a check. And it's customary to just say, no, I don't want that. Give it mm-hmm. back. He should just be like, can I get like a big blown up one so I can stay in there with it, you know? Yeah. And then take the money. <laughs> <laughs> and then donate it to like an anti-abortion charity or something that'll just piss them off <laughs> yeah. even more. Give it to like pro-life America. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> Pay for gas for voters for Trump. <laughs> I was just looking at my whole list of what I want to talk about. It's just way too fucking much. Okay, well. So we're get, we have, I think we need to do like put bullet point things. And, all, right. all right. So did you hear hear about Oscar's new uh, requirements to get an, uh, for the best yep. picture? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. So every Oscar from now on for the best picture is going to have an asterisk by it and say, not really the best picture, but it checked all the boxes for inclusion. So this is the one that won. <laughs> but do you think, don't you think Hollywood's going to find a way around it? Yeah, but the, nobody, I mean, the Oscars aren't relevant anyway. It's just, I think it's funny that they're, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. They're, they're making things worse instead of better for themselves. Well, the NBA is doing it with the Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah. The NBA did an internal poll of their fans because their viewership's way down. And they th- they thought it was going to be, well, there's no crowds and, you know, stuff like that. And what they found is that if you watch an NBA game, you can see right on the court in big black letters, Black Lives Matter. And it's on the players' jerseys yeah. and everything. And people are saying, I'm just tuning well, up. It, I mean, it's it really is affecting the viewership to a large degree. Yeah, and the NFL is going to find that yeah. out, too. Minnesota State University to hold an event on how whiteness harms people of color. More of the same we talked about last week, where we've got the Hopkins School District um, mm-hmm. talking about their um, their I agenda cannot, is whiteness. I can get not get that woman's annoying voice yeah. out of my well, head. Well, there's another one now in Minnesota. The interim, um, who, I don't even know what the superintendent the, something. Yes, interim superintendent for the uh, for all these districts, including you know you know all these kind of surrounding districts that surround Minneapolis, mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Same thing where they're talking about uh, they're going to talk about whiteness and talk about you know white privilege and and it's all about uh, basically hating white people. That's that's the agenda. Well, that was that critical race theory stuff that that um, Trump finally said enough. You're not yeah. getting funding if you're putting that into your cur- curriculum. And I think that's a great idea. Do you see? I posted the video on um, on the Facebook page, but there was that big fat woman in a leotard giving some. Yeah, yeah, that's an older video. Yeah, but yeah. she's it was the critical race theory stuff. She's yeah. like, I'm just here to tell you all white people are evil. And there's a bunch of white people sitting there like looking at it going, yeah, we, we kind of are. And to appease us and to get rid of your guilt, you have to give us all your shit. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Well, she even had the PayPal thing, her PayPal link on her thing. Minnesota State University's Mankato campus is set to host a webinar this week called Getting It White, Witnessing My Whiteness. <laughs> Clever. So, well, um, University of Michigan at Dearborn has an all-white cafe. I saw that. Uh, and what's funny about that, I'm like, God, this would be a great troll. But the school came up with it. Yeah, yeah. So what's so funny about it is is the right would do something like that to troll the left, but they beat us to it yeah. by being fucking retards. Uh, yeah, they, they <laughs> cafe so white people could talk about white issues without worrying about offending people. Um, um, students of color and without having to what's the word they use and it's one of those phrases where they they don't want to impinge on their their 
their mental, um, um, you know, stamina or something. You know, what I'm about? they don't want them to have to teach us. A couple of weeks ago, you're you're using words like perambulate and stuff like that, and now you're just like, da, da, I, you know, what's my I problem? Kind of you know, you know what my problem is today is what? there's so fucking much to talk about. I'm like, my brain's like three things, three stories ahead, going. We got to talk about this. We got brain's full. <laughs> it is my brain. It, is my brain full. is full today. It really is. My brain is full. Um, no, it's they, they, when a when a black person has to explain to a white person why they have white privilege, it's very taxing for them. It's a uh, it's uh, their mental energy. So okay, you, do it for me. To do what? Do it for me. Well, I'm already mentally taxed. I know, but so explain to you. Explain to me my whiteness. Well, your whiteness is a is a system of privilege that's been uh, that started back in 1649 when people brought slaves to America and the. Uh, all black people built America from that day forward, and the whites have just had been taking credit for it. You see, so now if it weren't for whites, we would have uh, uh, Wakanda forever. That sounds like a load of horseshit. What? <laughs> load of horseshit. Get a job. Um, I'm calling the police. That's, Get a job. That is violence. Your words are violence. Do you want to see some violence? <laughs> September 10th event will take place via Zoom meeting. During the meeting, attendees will listen to, uh, listen as panelists of color share their experiences with whiteness. Well, I thought you can't sh- you can't have experience with other other races or co- or colors. That's appropriating. Um, the aim of the event is to explain the role of white people in anti-racist work, and it's just a bunch of buzzwords and bullshit. And- but according to White Fragility. You can't be anti-racist if you're white. Huh? You can't be anti-racist if you're white. Yeah, you're... Because you're, you're so steeped yeah, in... Yeah, you've been participating in, in the system, yeah. so... So yeah. you can try and apologize, but you can't apologize. Yep, so we're going to move on. we got so many stories to talk about here. Uh, the agents of the governor are out in full force in Minnesota here, trying to make sure that everybody complies with the, with the mask and the social distancing. While all these businesses are shutting down for good, um, any ones that dare to step out of line and go, we need to allow people in here, so we're not going to make a big deal about not wearing masks. This is not about compliance. Then you get some fucking Karen making a complaint and calling the number, and then Ellison and, and Walls. Ellison is our district, or um, not district attorney. Um, attorney general. Attorney general. And Walls um, send, out the, uh, send out the forces and tell them, we're shutting your ass down unless you comply. So... Um, Representative Jerry Munson, Republican, okay. put out this uh, statement saying, Agents of the governor out in full force, as we head into the cold fall weather, we need to recognize that many of the rules and exceptions for our service industry sim- simply will not work in cold weather. We need to allow businesses to reopen or the governor's decrees will continue to drive jobs from Main Street to the large corporate chains that have helped, helped draft these rules, which is true. Um, Amazon's making big, big buck off of this. Well, I got news for you. How long until the election? Less than two months? Yeah. This all goes away after the election. Yeah. Well, I want to read what he's responding to. So there's a, the owners of the Coffee Nest in Jackson, Minnesota, uh, wrote, We were visited by the state today. Someone filed a complaint. We were found non-compliant with all executive orders. We believe that differing opinions are okay. If you choose to believe all the hype, we respect that. We just don't buy into it. We respect that there is a virus. We just don't believe that what they'd like us to. We also believe that Walls has far overreached his powers. We live by faith, not fear, and we refuse to let this virus keep us hidden away in fear. We choose to live. We respect your right to stay home if you don't agree with how we're running our business. Unfortunately, not all people believe that. Someone felt 
the need to turn us in. As a result, we are shut down until further notice. That's fucking bullshit. Shut up and comply. It's for your own yeah. damn good. I'm, I'm, I'm so fa- – and the thing is I, I want to go and help – like I want to frequent businesses that I like and keep them running. But and then, but I don't want to go in wearing a mask. But I don't want them to do what have have what happened to this um, business where they're pr- probably going to be out of business for good because of that. So what do you do? You know, it, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Except for you elect the right people. That's all you can do at this point, I guess. Well, so uh, I think we need to start two pools here. First one is when uh, Walls drops his emergency powers. Okay, you just pick a date. Person who's closest wins five bucks to enter. Okay, sound good? Yeah. The second one is just a simple one: yes or no. Do you think Crow will punch someone over a mask issue before the election? Uh, I say you might not make it out of the building today. <laughs> I mean, I'm primed, but honestly when i don't wear the mask locked cocked and ready to sock we talked about this though most of the time nobody says anything or even gives you a side eye when you walk into a business without a mask but i have noticed that the signage has gotten bigger and more um more noticeable on all these businesses more kareny yeah and i think i think it's because they've gotten karens complaining and they've gotten the 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 knock on the door saying or the call saying hey you better start enforcing this shit or we're going to shut you down. And I think they're getting really nervous about it. So the ones that have been calling, you know, live and let live like that business. I was telling you about the cart full business that took over Shopco's that had that sign that says, Hey, you know, some of our employees mm. aren't going to wear masks. Uh, we, we respect that you may have a medical condition and we're not going to ask you. And we just ask that, you know, you don't harass people that don't wear masks. I thought that was great. Mind your business. I'll bet you they're going to get in some serious trouble for that. They're going to get shut down for it. So can you do your impression of a Karen? complaining i don't i don't have a karen it's probably that what is it the um the charlie brown parent where's your mask where's your mask yeah so yeah it's just uh very annoying uh i got another one here um investigative journalist and author paul sperry is reporting that investigators have learned that Obama CIA director John Brennan ran a secret task force out of Langley with its own separate budget to investigate Trump campaign and alleged ties to Russia. The task force was set up before FBI launched, officially launched its own probe on 7-31-2016. So well, not only was the FBI doing it, the CIA was doing the same thing, using taxpayer money and doing the same fucking shit. The, this is all the same swamp shit that well, goes on. Well, first of all, I don't know who this author is. I don't know if that's even true. I wouldn't even just take it as him saying it. But if it were true, does it surprise anybody? No. The CIA is doing shit like no, that. No, it, it's not surprising at all. But, I mean, and I guess it shouldn't be new. I mean, I, if somebody came out and said that's not true and they gave proof, I'd be like, all right, well, I was, I was, I had confirmation bias going on because I, you know, why would you not think that's true? But, I mean, it's well, like I said before. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know what his evidence is. Yeah, I and mean, if that's something we'd li- I'd like to, I'd like the news to look into. I guess. Right. right. But if he does, if he's just saying it, you know, it's like how can they say no, we didn't? He'll be like, well, you did. You well, got to prove you didn't. Yeah, and with like, the CIA, how do you prove anything? It's yeah. all it's all under the table shit anyway. So I know. Um, you know, they killed Epstein. <laughs> Uh, back again to uh, education. Minnesota Community College course says murder of George Floyd is as American as apple pie. 
So the uh, and that's what they called the the distance learning course that they have. That's mm-hmm. what, and it'll explore systemic racism within the United States. So more and more and more of this. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Did you hear what they did? Spent a million bucks on social justice. They're causes. going to award the first George Floyd Legacy Scholarship. So they've bolstered their social justice committee, which aims to alter the curriculum taught in Minnesota schools. So the Vikings are getting in on changing <sighs> curriculum and and doing a. George Floyd Legacy Scholarship. So they're having children. Um, I know people that has their, one of the first things that their, their kids have gone back to school, like part-time kind of distance learning and part in-person. Mm-hmm. And one of the first assignments one of the kids got was um, about George Floyd and and to talk about the, the, the whole situation. And they're like, they're junior high, high school, you know, freshmen and, and junior high kids. And they're supposed to, you know, can you imagine if these kids tell the truth about about George Floyd, that he uh, participated in a home invasion where he held a gun on a pregnant woman, that he booted fentanyl and and uh, made and a speedball before he got arrested, which would have led to his death regardless of whether a cop uh, had him down on the ground? Do you, th- what, do you think the students, if they brought that up, do you, how do you think they'd, they'd be treated in that school? I can't wait. <laughs> for, for your kids? Yeah. Yeah. And my oldest is... He's leaning into this shit. Good. I mean, well, no, I mean, it's not good for him. But look, he's going to be out of that school in a year or so or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's just – but he's – I I got to admit the kid stands his ground. He he really does. And I give him credit for it. I don't think it's good sometimes to be in front of a moving train. But, uh, you know, he's he, – you know, I love the picture they use now. Like the, the artwork that was used for George Floyd. Here, I'm going to turn my computer around. Hopefully it doesn't fuck us up right away. Could you lo- not look more retarded? Well, you, you could. Mm, maybe. But it's hard. It looks pretty retarded. I mean, maybe they could put like a, one of those helmets on him. You know? Hey, my kid wore one of those helmets for a while. <laughs> but it's just it's just trying to like the, the deification of this guy is just driving me absolutely insane. Look, it's, it's not bugging me. You know why? Because... Schools are going to go through some serious shit in a little bit because they're going to start losing their funding. Yeah. They just are. And I was, you know, we talked about this before. People don't understand. We're going to get past the COVID thing and the the uh, service industries are going to start to collapse through the winter because they didn't make the money in the summer that they need to get through the winter. Okay. So the storm is coming for the service industries, which you know, people go, well, why does that matter? Because it's a very important part of our economy. But you know what the storm is after that one? When we get into like April, May of next year, it's going to be the schools. Yeah. When the schools are going to realize that their enrollments, which they count at the end of every year, some of these people just aren't coming back. And if these enrollments are down even 10%, which I think is not only possible, not only likely, I think it's a certainty that these enrollments are down. Well, that's money they're just not going to get. Yeah. And in the past, schools have tried to pass levies. Those levies aren't going to pass. So all of these extra programs and shit that they want all this money for, this diversity stuff, uh, when they start having to ask for money because they can't make programs work and people start saying, where is this money going? Uh, All of these programs are going to get kicked out. All these diversity, all that you know, the uh, anti-whiteness, the super woke stuff, because people are going to say, your job is to educate my fucking kid. 
I will handle the stuff at home. I'll handle all this teaching my kid about, you know, diversity and all that. Teach him how to add numbers, you know, yeah, those sorts of things. And, you know, a great example of this about how this COVID-19 stuff is really starting to impact schools. Did you hear the University of Minnesota is canceling a bunch of men's sports? Yeah, I just... I... And people say, so what if they cancel tennis? And so what if they cancel, you know, indoor and outdoor track and, and the men's gymnastics team? Well, but there are scholarship athletes who have those. Yeah. And now they're... What do they do? Yeah. They're done. And that's they're the first Big Ten university to start doing this. There's going to be more. And now the presidents are getting backlash from players of bigger sports like uh, college football, which is the economic engine that drives sports programs for big schools. I mean, this is why the university is getting rid of this stuff, because they don't have the money for it. And so those presidents are starting to get a hard time because some leagues are playing, yeah. you know, like the SEC and stuff like that. So. These things are going to continue, and there's still stupid people who don't get the connection. Yep. Well, yeah, we've been kind of harping and railing on the education stuff for the last three episodes, but it's been, I mean, it's like, it's one of the most important things happening right now. And, and well, it has been happening, but people are, people are finally waking up to the indoctrination that's going on in the school system. And what's funny is once they're, once the, uh, the kind of like the programming gets found out. You think they kind of try to like, you know, slow it to slow their roll a bit. They're going full force with it still. Well, and here's the other thing. I believe you get a better education in a, in a private school. I do. My kids are in public school. My kids do well in school. Um, if they were in a private school, would they do a lot better? Maybe. But as it is right now, they can't do a whole lot better. They're doing very well. If you were to put your average kid in private versus excuse me, first public school, I think your average kid does slightly better. Yeah. So now that they, and I believe a lot of that has to do with the teachers have to actually teach because they can get fired. If they're not doing well, they can get let go. The union doesn't protect them. So if we start seeing more people of privilege moving uh, to private schools, we're going to see a bigger discrepancy between, uh, you know, uh, racial groups in schools. And then what's going to happen? This is only going to get worse, and education is going to collapse on itself. And the people who are going to pay for it, uh, not monetarily, but result-wise, is inner-city poor kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, I even with – you're not safe putting your kids in private schools either. I know, I know personally parents that have pulled their kids out of private Catholic schools because they're following the same curriculum as the public schools. Well, yeah. And they, I mean, have, they don't have the voice they think they should have because they're paying, right? Right. But they still are having to go constantly and monitor and, and, and complain about the fact that they're doing the exact same SJW bullshit indoctrination on their kids in these relig- so-called religious schools. And so I know a couple that said, no, we're done with it. We've done four years of this with one of our kids constantly trying to get them to back down their, 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 uh, Marxist agenda basically. And they, it just keeps going, keeps going. So they finally pulled their kids out and said, we're homeschooling from this point forward. Right. Well, generally, but they can afford to do it. Yeah. And they're, and they're good parents. Whereas like you said, inner city, these kids that don't have great parents and great opportunity, their opportunity is drying up. Well, and this is why we have to have school choice. Yeah. Because if the good schools get more money, then the good schools can perform better. And that 
regardless of politics, you might have superintendents or more likely, in my belief, principals who are good at running a school and the kids perform. And you, you have to look at these. And I know people on the left hate this. You have to look at these schools like they're run like a company is. They've got a culture to them. You know, they need leadership. And if those schools are doing well and they can add more students, they should be allowed to do that. Those parents should be allowed to send their kid there and just take the money that you pay in taxes per kid and the money should follow the kid. But it doesn't. And that's the problem. Yep. But I think in general, yes, you can run into those issues at private schools too. But in general, you're less likely to run into them at those schools. So. Yeah. But moving on, we're going to go on to the next subject. Do we want to do that or are we skipping? Uh, All right, let's we got just go. Too much to talk about. We were going to do the, the questions about ourselves, but we'll have to put that to the next one. Okay. Um, so we didn't talk about this when it happened, and it was a few weeks ago where the, there was a big government um, um, task force that went and found a bunch of missing children. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was a pretty massive um, endeavor that um, ended up finding uh, uh, you know kids that were being trafficked. It's a big initiative that Trump has put forward. So like, where did they find them? And I'm trying to look it up exactly where it was. It was, um, I think Ohio was one of them, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. But there's one here that just recently, this happened September 2nd. Um, they had 27 men went to a house to sexually abuse children, but it was a trap. So they've got these all these initiatives set up where they're basically trapping trapping these, these pedophiles and finding kids that have, like, either, you know, considered runaways or missing and then found out that they were all you know being sex trafficked is what okay. they were and it's it's a bigger deal than people are expecting that it was and trump said he's gonna he's gonna be on top of this and he has been and there's been results from it um there's a massive pedophile rings busted by cops um five americans were up this is internationally five americans were among 184 people arrested 230 abused children were taken to safety so an internet pedophile ring with up to 70,000 members worldwide, thought to be the world's largest, has been uncovered by police, um, a security official said Wednesday. Uh, the European police agency, Interpol, said that they had something called Operation Rescue. It identified 670 suspects and that 230 abused children in 30 countries have been taken to safety. More children are expected to be found. And that's... Um, I think America was involved in that, but America has its own going on too. Did you find out? Did you looking that up? The one I was talking about? Uh, no. Um, yeah, we, we didn't. I wish we would have talked about it because ICE got involved too, because it's a lot of you know kids being smuggled smuggled across the southern border too. Uh, so arrests have been made in Georgia, Connecticut. There, so Interpol's working with American ICE agents or, or in, intelligence agencies in America are working with Interpol, and then they're sending the relevant information to ICE and all the other law enforcement agents in America. But this is all like an initiative Trump has been working on to to you know stop all this um, uh, sex trafficking. And, and when he talks about bad hombres from South America, from Mexico coming over. Mm -hmm. The bad hombres he's talking about and the rapists and murderers and all that are these like uh, MS-13 gangs that are, that's that's what they do. They sexually traffic. They do drug running. They're really, they are bad hombres. And, uh, you know, all the left that tries to, tries to say, well, Trump calls all Mexicans rapists and murderers. No, 
in the same sentence, he said, these traffickers, these drug runners, these gang, gang, you know, uh, gang founders and members, they're the ones that we're going after. And he is. He's not just saying it. He's doing it. U.S. Marshals find 39 children, missing children in Georgia during yep. Operation Not Forgotten. There we go. That's the one. And so that's not the only kids that were helped in this, but they found them all together in Georgia, too. Authorities have found 39 missing children in Georgia during a week effort, uh, two-week effort to rescue endangered minors. US Marshal, the U.S. Marshal Service Missing Child Unit led the search dubbed Operation Not Forgotten. It collaborated with the agency Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force and blah, 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 yeah. blah. The operation res- resulted in the rescue of 26 children in the safe location of 13 others. U.S. Marshals said that, the, and this is a quote. This is like a week, two weeks ago about, right? Uh, yeah. Let yeah, me, we never, we never. Let me check what CNN is saying about it. It's like some of the stories we I really want to cover. We just, there's just so much to talk about that. Uh, These kind August, of slips through the cracks. August 29th. So 13 days ago. Yeah. The U.S. Marshal Service is fully committed to assisting federal, state, and blah. blah. So meanwhile, meanwhile, Netflix is putting out uh, movies like like we talked about what is last week, Cuties, which is um, you know pedof- pedophile dreams. It's basically eleven year old act girls, you know act. So the story's about these eleven, twelve year old girls that join a, a, a dance crew where they're doing sexually suggestive dance moves and and and, and twerking and flashing people. And the actresses, the girls they got to play these 11 and 12-year-olds were 11 and 12-year-olds. So the woman that said that she was make or made this movie said, well, she's doing it to highlight. Not only was she talking about the problems with uh, very conservative uh, Muslim upbringing, but also the problems with over-sexualization of children. I'm like, fuck you. You're sexualizing these children to draw attention to sexual- sexualization of children? Fuck off. That doesn't work. That does- You can't square that fucking circle with me. I'm sorry. So, uh, there Netflix, uh, the hashtag on Twitter cancel Netflix, Netflix has been trending because they, at first Netflix said, well, they they put out a promotional poster. We talked about this before the movie came out. It was a Sundance. Uh, it won a bunch of awards from Sundance, which which Sundance was, was started by a guy who got arrested for being a fucking, uh, child rapist. Um, but so Netflix is all proud of the fact that oh we got this Sundance uh, award-winning movie we're, we're gonna we're gonna promote. So the promotional poster showed all these girls in these very like sexualized skimpy you know dancer outfits and and doing these very sexually suggestive poses. And Netflix goes there was a big backlash and Netflix goes oh we're sorry that we we didn't produce that that promotional that was some company it had nothing to do with us and we're not that's not what this movie's about and. So everybody's like, eh, all right. So the movie finally came out, and people, someone for our benefit watched it, so we don't have to, because I'm sure as fuck not going to do it. But they were talking about specific scenes, and and it it was horrific. I mean, it's like they've got one girl flashing her expo- exposing her chest in the movie, like take taking her crop top up and lifting it up, and in, sh- in the movie exposing her chest. Other girls performing like. Um, sex acts but like pantomiming sex acts Mm -hmm. another girl using finding a used condom blowing it up um and then just just generally doing sexually suggestive dances in front of adults and you're you're drawing attention to the sexualization of this that no you're you're part of the fucking problem you could have done a movie like this without having actual children involved or, or engaging in any, any of this stuff, you could, you can, you can do it. If you're a good filmmaker, you could do it and have an impact and actually make a difference. 
without without uh, doing the actual acts with the children. So it's you're disgusting. saying like, cast the Wizard of Oz or something like that? You, you know, yeah, maybe a bunch of little people. Or, or, or yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I get, I do, I do like the idea of exposing this stuff because it's very hard to get this out there because it's such a it's such a topic that no every cringes you're like I, I can't even watch that I can't it'll just drive me crazy it'll make me mad I get it but you have to expose this stuff but you don't expose it by sexualizing children <laughs> you know, it's just not the way to do it yeah I don't know it, this this article goes on to say from CNN that in this operation authorities arrested nine people cleared 26 warrants I don't know what that means and filed additional charges for alleged crimes related to sex trafficking, parent, parental kidnapping, registered sex offender violations, drugs and weapon possession, and custodial interference. There were 26 of these kids. Yeah. And they range from, no, 39, sorry. They range in age from 3 to 17. Yeah. But, but that's one of the initiatives Trump said, hey, I'm death we're, penalty. We're going to we're going to get it. We're going to look into this and we're going to make a task force. We're going to make law enforcement get involved in this. And and he felt this another thing he's falling through with. He doesn't just spout bullshit for people. He actually does stuff. Well, see, I, I but this wasn't Trump. I found my I found my loophole in the death penalty thing for me. Good. I don't glad to hear it. <laughs> I don't like the idea of the state killing people. I don't want them to have that power. However. If the state were like, say, to turn them over to the family and say, hey, no one's going to know where if they are. If you want to forgive them, they're not going to know where you. they are for the next 48 hours. Totally up to you. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel like forgiving them, yeah. you can do that. Why don't you uh, go talk in this Is room over here? You're saying yeah. they should, they, yeah. They should let them talk. Yeah, talk. Yeah. And possibly forgive. Sure. But if they want to do something other than forgive, they can do that too. By forgive. Oh, what's that gesture you're making with your thumb across your throat? What does that mean? Shaking hands. <laughs> Yeah. Disavow. <laughs> sure you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No. You're like leaning in going, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, next subject. Sorry. Well, Do you have a subject you want to get to? Because I'm I've, sorry. I'm kind of like monopolizing. I did just want to say real quick. I get that there is a distinction between someone who's in their, you know, early or mid 20s messing around with some 16 or 17 year old girl. Statutory rape wise, that that can happen. And I understand that there will be people who will say, well, but, you know, 16, 17, you're a consenting adult or whatever. I get that technically, legally, that is a crime. I still think it's weird why anybody would – why would someone older want to mess around with a teenager? Um, So what I think sometimes is people use that about like, well, this 20-year-old kid slept with a 16-year-old girl at a party and now he's a sex offender. That is by far – the exception, yeah, not the rule, and that's not and pedophilia either. I know. Let's not use that happenstance incident to change what's happening with some of these little kids. Yeah, you know, this is so. Let's, although legally they're sort of put in the same pot. Let's understand that they're not in the same pot. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a tough subject to talk about, and it, it makes it should make you angry to talk about it. And the problem with that is the, if you've delved too far into it, like that subject, then all, all of a see sudden – See things you cannot see? Well, there's that. I knew a uh, um, a police officer. It was a female police officer I went to when I went uh, to Lifetime Fitness. And she would talk – she was she was a detective, but she, she was the person in charge of um, 
watching videos for sex crimes for mm-hmm. for, for minor for for chill, for pedophile mm-hmm. stuff because the men couldn't do it because they're like I can't this is not especially they have children and all that and so she had to do that and she had to sit there and wade through all these you know posts and and videos that people would say and and of sexually abusing children she someone has to do it I know but it would make you crazy I know and she hated it she but she's like if I don't do it then these people don't get prosecuted these people don't get found out someone has to and that's just like man that's rough I have an idea let's have the pedophiles watch it, and if they get really excited about it, then it's really bad, so you can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> you shoot them right there, and it gets done. Nice. See? I like it. I like it. Let's work on it. Let's, let's workshop this a little bit. Yeah, that could, you know. I'm just saying it's a very efficient yeah. way to deal with it. Now, I, I, there's a special place in hell for people who abuse kids. Well, and then there's all, uh, also the issue of these organizations that are ostensibly for helping children, helping runaway children, helping, you know, abuse children. And then they invariably get infiltrated by the people that do the abusing. It's just, it's just like a moth to flame for these fuckers. And next thing you know, you find out that these organizations that were supposed to be helping these kids were secretly behind the scenes. They had people that were abusing kids. And so there's that element where you go, well, I really want to kind of get involved and help. And then you go, yeah, but then all of a sudden people like here, you're too close to these kids. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with you. And you're like, yeah, it does seem creepy, even though I really want to help. The more involved they get, the more it looks like, yeah, yeah, you might be too close. And so it's like it's a sticky situation to be involved in if you want to. I mean, other than just giving money to these organizations, then you find out, oh, shit, there's like the, the they say the Catholic Church had that problem with the priest. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, the if you look into it, the school system has more incident incident. Incidents. Instances. Instances. Wow. I got to stop drinking. Incidences. Incidences of of teachers and staff abusing, sexually abusing the kids in schools. There's more of that going on in the school system per, you know, per 100,000 or whatever than what happened in the church. Wasn't that that Norm MacDonald joke that we were talking about afterwards? He goes... Talking about teachers being the real heroes and stuff, and he goes, he says, you know, they fuck more kids in the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, he did, and he was he was getting heckled by a teacher because yeah. he was talking shit about teachers, and then he brought that up. It was pretty yeah. pretty good. Yeah, don't don't but, heckle Norm Macdonald at his show. Yeah. So, all right, uh, next uh, subject: big tech collusion. This is from Gateway Pundit. Uh, the uh, author is Joe Hoft. Uh, big big tech collusion. Facebook, Twitter, and Google announced measure to censor pro-Trump information before the election. And we've been hearing it. Ramp- we've been talking about well, this. They've been in ramping face- up. In Facebook's defense, because I'm trying to remain objective here to the best of my ability, didn't they say they were going to get rid of political ads a week before the election? Right. Yeah. But they're also, they're, there's more... There's more going on with Facebook. You, you um, follow Larry Korea on yep. Facebook. You've been seeing he's been talking about how he's 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 one step away from the ban hammer. He knows he's going to be off Facebook soon. And he's, yeah. so he's been asking people, hey, you want to sign up for my newsletter so I can at least tell you? Did what's you? Happening? I tried to and it, it booted me. I said uh, my email was invalid. No, so. it said it was invalid. It was, it was an invalid you're, email. <laughs> yeah, you're in. It just sort of. I tried and it wouldn't let me. but I did. The, Oh, damn you. But he um, he's right. He's, and he knows friends personally that have been booted off Facebook for good because they um, they were positively commenting on Kyle Rittenhouse and him defending himself. 
um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, he, they, he has friends personally that were booted, so he knows he, it's it's happening. Well, you know what? I, I guess what I'm saying is let it happen because, I mean, if you assume that even 30% of Facebook or Twitter or whatever is leans to the right, if those people are continually removed, they're, they're just going to have to go somewhere else. And but, now you're seeing places that are starting but to But short up. term, it's it's making an impact. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's censoring no, and clamping I, down on their ability to get messages out to people that would normally – that aren't like very politically connected, but agree with you politically, but aren't just aren't like they don't day to day think about this stuff. They're stopping that from happening. You can't these people that just log into Facebook to see, you know, cat videos and and, and friend posts, um, but then get like a recommendation. They'll they'll see one, two, three, four from the Democrat Party in a row. Joe Biden, this Joe Biden, that and nothing from Trump, nothing from supporters of Trump. And that's bullshit. They, they have an obligation. To- I, I get that. But, you know. What I'm saying is all of this shit they're doing, and we're still probably going to wind up with a very lopsided election in Trump's favor. Yeah. So they just keep doing more of this stuff. You know, the NBA is doing their woke bullshit and it's collapsing. Um, you know, all of this stuff is falling apart on them. And that's because the middle just won't tolerate this stuff. You know, people who are moderately right to people who are moderately left who just want to go about their business and live their life. You know, it's like Brian Callen was saying on uh, um, who's the guy? Uh, I guy? left the left. Oh, Brandon Struck? No, the Dave Rubin. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on Dave Rubin's yeah. thing. He says, "Look, most people in the middle, you know, the moderate left to the moderate right, they just want to go to work, have their fun. Yeah, leave me the fuck alone. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to watch my kid play baseball or soccer or whatever, and uh, have a beer on the weekends and mind my own damn business." Yeah. And when all of a sudden everybody in the sports they watch is taking a knee and uh, they got to wear a mask everywhere they go and everything's a fucking political slogan, they get fed up. And you're a bad person just for being. You just can't keep pushing this on you know, people. Pro, pro, pro uh, Trump or pro Republican or, or just white. Right. And so Twitter, which is a very tiny sliver, uh, for example, of the U.S. population. But it is overwhelmingly, not just left, but progressively left. You know, people just shut that stuff off. That's not their tribe. Yeah. And so those things will start to collapse. They just can't sustain themselves. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro said it. You don't get to be a billionaire by stealing money from people. You get to be a billionaire by making millions of mutually beneficial transactions. And right now, Facebook, Twitter... YouTube, to a large degree, they are not in the business of doing mutually beneficial transactions. Yeah. Who's that guy who does the, uh, the long red-haired guy does all the silly videos? That's funny. I, I don't know his name, but he, I have one on my phone ready to play for you after the podcast because it's a little too long to play. Yeah, it's but like it's five minutes shit. long. It's, is, did you watch the one about what it's like being censored by? Uh, yes. You, oh, it's, it's amazing. So this guy is okay. flat out like, I don't like, I'm not, look, I don't yeah, dig Trump. Trump fan. Yeah. But he goes into, it, I mean, he plays it's all the funny. parts in his video. He's hilarious. It's like PJ or something. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's very much a ginger. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the guy's... What uh, yeah, what it's like getting censored by YouTube is the name of his video. So one of his videos got censored, apparently. And he got a hold of YouTube and he said, you know, I'll wind up putting it on the Facebook it's page too. Good. But, yeah. uh, you know, he goes into he goes into a room where he's talking to a 
you know, him representing someone from YouTube. And he says, uh, what, what happened? And they said, well, you violated our community standards. Can you be more specific? Yes, you, you <laughs> violated our community standards. Can you be more specific? You violate the community standards. And he's like, who writes the community standards? Well, not our community. No, not. It, it's just, it's completely ridiculous. They go, maybe this will help you out. And he hands him a sheet of paper and it says community standards on it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a guy who I'm assuming based on the videos he's done and what he says in this one is probably moderately left. Yeah, seems like it. He's probably down the middle, but he's just, he's funny. And he takes shots at both sides. He really does. And he's making a very clear point about, you're just you're just making up rules for censoring things you don't like. And they're going, yeah. Well, so? I, I am so fed up with YouTube. I used to get a lot of my information from people on YouTube, and, and one by one... They've all been getting censored and dropped from YouTube. And I went over to BitChute because a lot of them went over there. Um, but it's 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 an inferior product still at this point because they're like if you have a smart TV, it's really you have to use a web browser to see it. Right, but how much longer is it going to be like True. that? True. Um, but there's a there's a couple called MXR Plays or something like that. And it's just a, a couple that watches videos and they comment on it. Like, you know, there's a lot. There's a big YouTube genre of just commenting on like different things you see on like compiling funny things or interesting things and then commenting on them and this couple does that a male female couple and they got their second strike in a very short period of time they get one more strike and their their channel's gone they've been building this channel for years and you know they make money doing this um and the girl was sitting there crying in the video because you know she's upset about it and he was talking about basically they showed a video of a little boy um shooting off um roman candles and like doing a little stupid dance while his dad was 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 filming it, they got a strike for that. Took their video off, got a strike saying you can't show children lighting fireworks on, on our on our website. They got the video from YouTube. It's still up. That video for the kid is still up on YouTube, but their channel they got the strike and they got. Oh my god! And it's just like they and they go. Here's the thing: if we would have known that, we wouldn't have played it. But nobody knows what the standards are. What the community standards are there then they can't they never give you a straight answer so they're taking like larry korea said and facebook's the same way they're taking all these creators that help build this platform into what it is and into the money making machine it is and they're saying fuck you without any any due process or anything and it's like when people tell you watch well, a private company they can do what they want no at this point no they can fucking not do what they want there there are rules that could be put in play there are laws that can be put in play there's um, you know, the, we've talked about this before there, the, there's, uh, monopoly laws. There's also the, 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 uh, if they're a, um, a platform or Versus a, a publisher. publisher, all this stuff could be, could be hammered out and, and make it fair again. And it's just, it really is unfair to take these people that have helped build your, your, your platform and then say, fuck you to them in order to get the money from the, um, the Amazons and, well, the, and the big name, the big money. Guess what? If Trump stays in and they keep the Senate and they win the House, I got a feeling that, uh, what is that, Section 230 or Amendment 230 or something like that, whatever that is. That gives them immunity from getting sued. I got a feeling that's going to go away. I hope so. And I think they're going to say, and it's going to be led by someone like Ted Cruz who's going to go, 
you got two choices. And the, are you a platform or are you a publisher? And the thing is, you can. They're saying, well, then it'd be like the Wild West, and there'd be like there'd be like terrorists all over, and and and, and no, because you can ban illegal content. You right. can shut that shit down. Right. But they are not just banning illegal content. They're doing. They're being moral police. Mm-hmm. They're being publishers. They're deciding what's worthy of putting out, regardless of if it's legal or illegal. It has nothing to do with that. It has all to do with politics. Well, I still laugh at the strike we got. Well, I don't want to say it was a strike. We got warned for, you know, a friend of ours yeah. posted something about, uh, you know, that Hitler defunded the police, which is factually correct. You can look it up. Yep. Uh, now, you can nuance about how that was, well, it wasn't really the police or he didn't actually, de- like, defund them. No, he he did. It is a historical fact. And they said, yeah, you we took that post down so you can see the post, but nobody else can because it's factually incorrect. Uh, independent fact checkers that you can't find, right? you know, that uh, told us it's not true. Political like, operatives. Well, but it is. I can prove it to you. But they don't. They don't have a mechanism for that. No. Oh, you know, we don't have a mechanism. So it's not our fault. Yeah. Uh, I had a quick go into this. We're running up on time, but I, the Joe Joe Hoft is the uh, in Gateway Pundit that uh, talks about big tech companies are putting in place measures that will prevent Trump supporters from openly communicating and promoting their candidate before and after the election. Big tech Big tech will collectively put their knee on the neck of democracy. After the 2016 election, the Democrats who had run the U.S. into the ground during the previous eight years of the Obama administration, Obama, sorry, put together a plan to destroy the new media, i.e. entities like the Gateway Pundit, which helped share President Trump's message before the election. Their plan, endorsed and disseminated by Soros-funded Media Matters, which is true, was, and I know this is a biased He's article. He's 90, by the way. Yeah. So oh, God. time's ticking on that guy. And I know this is a biased article, but it's full of truth. So their their plan was to crush and destroy every, truth. every successful new media outlet which shared information complementary to the truth in support of President, President Trump. And they did. You know, the Drudge Report was a big deal in getting um, conservative opinions and voices and stories out there. Uh, but now it's linking to radical anti-American, anti-Trump articles. So they basically bought out Drudge. He no longer – the guy – the Drudge Report – um, is no longer run by him, and they quietly bought it from him, probably from a shitload of money, for a shitload of money, backed by Soros, Media Matters, took it over and started running, you know, anti-Trump propaganda, basically. Numerous individuals had their accounts taken down by Twitter, which shadow bans and censors pro-Trump accounts, as disclaimers to, tr- to tweets, and misrepresents the numbers and followers and responses to tweets. Uh, and Larry Korea also brought this up on, on Facebook. He goes, he's got thousands and thousands of people following him and when he puts out something on on facebook promoting a product a book because i have a new book going out they they don't give it to all of his followers right all his followers they give it to a little handful of them say if you want us to give it to more followers then you have to pay us this that and the other and but if you're political if it's a political thing they don't even give you that option if it's a political book that's pro-trump they go no you're not you know if we decide to put it out to people, we might even unsubscribe people to you without you knowing it. I mean, that's the kind of shit they're pulling. Well, they still keep asking me to boost our posts. Hey, fuck them. Fuck they're, Facebook. They're, fuck, they're even fuck willing Twitter. to give us free money to fuck do YouTube. It. Fuck YouTube, too. <laughs> that, oh, that thing. wasn't I, directed at me? No. <laughs> Uh, we're running out of time here. There's so much to talk about on this. And we can go on. We could do a full I, episode on I this. I get that. But again, I will say, and yet, all of this stuff is leading to what? 
No matter what they do, it seems like Trump's going to win in a massive landslide. Yeah. And if they try to – if he really wins by that electoral map that Tim Pool pictured, you know, basically gives New York, the West Coast, and like Colorado to Trump. I mean, it's got everything – or to Biden. Everything else is red. If – if that happens and they start pulling that back, I see if they say, hey, well, it's 3,000 votes that won this state, this direction, blah, blah, blah. But if they do that in several and Trump, if, if he's got a 250-point lead in electoral votes and somehow that evaporates turns over, or turns around, I don't think anyone's prepared for what's going to happen. Yeah. I think there will be. I'll tell you what. I'm preparing for it. Wink. <laughs> in certain ways that I won't discuss. Is that why you're burying that school bus on those empty 40 acres? <laughs> Stocking up on all your food? Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking, you know what they should do? You know, because Biden keeps uh, thinking that he was president at some point in the old Biden. Uh, mm-hmm. They should just tell him, Joe, you can't run. You've already been in there for eight years. And have him go, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So and have him withdraw. All right. Well, I think we got through a lot of shit. We just the problem with that many things to talk about is you can't go into depth on them, and I kind of like doing that. But if you don't, you you totally miss it. The next shit show comes up, so we got to talk about that. Exactly. That's so, why there was a point when we used to do this two weeks at a time, and now we just can't do it anymore. Yeah, we, can, we can do it every week now. God, we could do it every day. Oh. Oh, we almost made it. I know. It's been a Jesus. while since we've gotten my computer doing that. I, I still need to update my computer. Uh, if you want to give us any idea of what you'd like us to talk about or if you think we want to, if we miss something, uh, email us. It's rooster at com or crow at com. Or if you just want to tell us that Crow's voice is so damn sexy, you can go on the Facebook page. How's that? Yeah. I could. I, should I start my own ASMR channel? I told you that before. I just do this the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> For 50 minutes. <laughs> Mukbang. <laughs> See you, bye.